Welcome to the Scale and Exit Show. I am your host, Judge Graham. And every week, you know every week, I am bringing amazing guests. And today, today is no different. I've got my new friend, and I'm going to get into your bio here in a minute, brother. But wow, it is an impressive bio. Philip Stutz. I said it correctly, right? Stutz? Yes, that's it. Okay, Philip Stutz. I just want to make sure I'm horrible at that. I don't know if you are, but that's one of my main issues <laughs> for me is uh, pronouncing names correctly. Listen, Juge, we're fine. Yeah, Juge, there you go. <laughs> Mine's kind of easy though, right? Judge and then Graham like cracker, so it's, it's a little easier, but Stutz go. is very easy um, as well. So let me introduce uh, Philip Stutz. He is the author of Fire Them Now, which is the seven lies digital marketers sell and the truth about political strategies that help businesses win. It's an Amazon bestseller and one of the masterminds behind the curtain of political marketing. With more than 20 years of political and marketing experience, Philip has worked with multiple Fortune 200 companies and has over two decades of experience working on campaigns with billions, that's billions with a B, of dollars in political ad spend and contributed to over 1,000 electoral victor election victories, including hundreds of U.S. House campaigns, dozens of U.S. Senate campaigns, and even three presidential victories. Man, I cannot wait to get into that. Um, he is the founder and CEO of two startup marketing agencies. One is Go Big Media, and that's his political arm marketing firm, and Win Big Media, which is his corporate arm marketing firm, um, that have won more than 30 prestigious awards for their work, senators, uh, governors, pres presidential candidates, um, and much, much more. He has also been on more than 200 national TV appearances, including ESPN, Fox News, Fox Business, MSNBC, and CNN. Wow. Welcome, Philip. Dude, you didn't have to read the whole thing, but that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's, uh, I mean, seriously, uh, amazing guest and uh, what of accomplishments. I mean, I know we talked a little bit earlier uh, before we started recording this and man, just super impressed with your background and what you've accomplished in such a small time. You know, I, I uh, told you, I feel like we're kind of kindred spirits. It's always great to talk to somebody that is uh, very similar in experience. Um, so, man. Thank you for being on and welcome. Uh, honored to be here. Let's roll. Let's roll. So, you know, the first thing you know, I've got to dive into it is, uh, you know, there's, it's almost polarizing in politics right now. And I mean, you're living this every day. And, you know, I want to dive into that. I mean, so do you want to start with kind of the go big media side and talk a little bit about the story and, you know, what's going on there? That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm a child of the first generation of ADD kids, which we were told how dumb we were in the late 80s, early 90s, and that we needed to get on drugs because we were so dumb. Um, and what I realized is that, uh, you know, I, you're probably the same way. Most entrepreneurs have ADHD. Uh, we can juggle sure. 30 things at once. Uh, we, we only can focus on what we care about. And growing up, I really only cared about two things, which are politics and college football. And so awesome. and I'm a University of Alabama graduate, which uh, has been a rough uh, week, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but it's all good anyway. And so uh, I just decided, you know, when I was 22 years old, I'd move out to San Diego, California, work on a political presidential campaign convention. And, you know, basically what we'd call get, I got the bug. I wanted to go work in politics and help people get elected um, from there. 
I, you know, I've been in that industry over 20 years, uh, and we've, uh, you know, I've worked on a lot of presidential campaigns. Um, and, and I, you know, I'm a va- I was a vagabond too, really, Judge, because I, I lived in New Mexico, like I said, San Diego. I lived in uh, South Dakota for a year, Louisiana for a year, uh, based out of D.C. for a long, long, long time. And I just uh, lived everywhere I could to help get people elected. And, you know, there are all these stereotypes about politics, but people that go into politics do it because they feel like they're serving and they're working for something that's purpose driven, which is why this, this kid of an AD, you know, uh, this ADHD kid uh, loved it so much. Uh, I, I think there was a period from like 2000 to 2002, a three year period where I had 21 days off total in three years and just, uh-huh. you know, working seven days a week, working, you know, 15, 16 hours a day, and honing my craft and like, yeah, I wrote a book and I've done all this TV stuff. I had never appeared in the media until I was 38 years old. I'm 44 now. Wow. I busted it and kept my head down and learned and failed and tried to do everything that I could to become the best in my industry at what I do. And I think that's maybe one of the lessons too, which is um, get to work for a lot of mm-hmm. people right right? That you're not going to become an, a superstar, an Instagram superstar, you know, at 19, most people aren't doing that. And so, right. you know, that's sort of a little bit of my story. Um, and, you know, I've, uh, we've kind of translated that political marketing strategy and the way we do to get politicians elected. And we went, Ooh, there's a really cool similarity of how businesses need to earn new clients and grow their business. Look, um, you know, I'd tell you Fortune 200 companies are like presidential campaigns. I'd tell you mm-hmm. uh, small business owners, you know, in the $1 million to $5 million range are more like state Senate races, right? A state Senate candidate like you, like you have in Texas, uh, they may spend a million, $2 million a year, but they also want to run for state treasurer or secretary of state or lieutenant governor. And right. They want to go to become governor or become run for president or U.S. Senate. And we help them all the way through that the entire process. And then there's also their, the sort of metaphor of the startup. A politician starts at zero dollars mm-hmm. and zero name ID or brand. And in a nine to 18 month period, we have to raise millions, build their brand, convert voters, oh, wow. yeah. and we have to spend all the money. And that's, uh, and that's sort of in a way we do it. And the reason I think that the way political, uh, political marketing helps businesses, not only have we done it and seen that it's work, but we have the unmistakable deadline of election day. Mm-hmm. So what I found on the business side, you got a lot of business owners that are paralyzed. They're paralyzed by fear. They're paralyzed by the unknown. They're paralyzed by a lot of things in their business and they don't take action very quickly. And in politics, we don't have that luxury. We have election day. And here's the, here's the coolest thing. Everything I, every client I have in politics is on a, a publicly available database. So whether I win or lose, every one of my competitors knows it. What do you think they do if I lose judge? Oh yeah, you're done, right? They're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to cut my legs out. Yeah. So all I, ever think about is how do I win? Because I'll be successful if my candidate wins. That's the mindset. And the reason I wrote the book is because every business owner, I talked to over a hundred business owners for the book and they all said that the marketing agencies they hired won before they grew their business, Mm -hmm. that they hired a marketing agency, that marketing agency made a lot of money and they didn't. And I went, Ooh, that would never fly in politics. Right. I decided to write down the 
seven inconsistencies I found by talking to all these business owners. And then when we applied that to businesses, we had unbelievable growth for those businesses. Yeah. What, what a great, I mean, so you said several things in here that I want to capture the audience. I mean, you, you talked about, and I talk about this all the time, you know, you failed so many times. I mean, so many, I talked to so many uh, entrepreneurs or, you know, people that are starting business and, you know, they're, they, they've made it past the first year and, and they're so down. I'm like, listen, you have to fail in order to win, right? And the other thing you said that um, I see all the time is, is people get paralyzed by fear, right? I mean, fear to make the choice, fear to move forward, fear to invest in themselves, um, and, you know, I think that when you're in that political landscape that you're in, the other thing you mentioned is it's about time. It's a ticking time bomb, right? I mean, you have a date and you have only so much time. You have to be urgent and you can't be paralyzed. And, and I believe a lot of your uber success translating that over to corporate is be having to kind of live and die by that timeline and that sense of urgency and the accountability to the metrics in order to win and bringing that mentality over to these big businesses or small or mid and pushing that mindset is, is something they're not used to. And it's probably refreshing because you just move at a different pace. Yeah, it's, man, that's such a good analysis of it. I, I would tell you this, we, and we talked about this earlier, but uh, I made less than four years ago, I made $100,000 personal investment into my company and I created uh, these marketing agencies. We built it to $22 million. I have no outside investors. It's awesome. And I have no debt. And I've never, not one time, have I run a marketing uh, advertisement for my business. Never. Yeah. One time. I built it by following the model of politics. The model of politics is the three R's. Right? You ready? I'm ready. Referrals, relationships, and reputation. In yeah. politics, a, a, a reputation is the candidate runs and they are, have status in the community. And they go out and they meet voters and they build relationships with voters, whether that's going door to door, town hall meetings, whatever it is, you know, uh, walking in parades, they build relationships. And then our marketing creative, like our ads, we, if you notice, like maybe they're not the most sophisticated in politics, but we drive at emotion. We target everything to the voters emotion and we build relationships. And then those voters spread the word for us. They're the referral system, right? And when I saw that model, I went, man, not only should businesses be doing this, I'm going to do it for my own business. And so that's how I've literally built the business. My own companies have been built on the three R's and nothing else. And so when we go in and work with companies, we first of all do the same thing we do with every political campaign. If a politician walks in my door and they say, I want to run for the U.S. Senate, and I say, well, what do you care about? They'll tell me 10 things. And then I'm going to go out and take a poll. And I'm going to find out what the voters care about. And then I'm going to find the three things where there's alignment and the most emotional alignment. And then that candidate is going to run his entire, her entire campaign on those three items, on those three topics, right? Or those three points. So here's the deal. Why aren't businesses doing this? I ever, I will tell you 99% of the businesses that come to me go, well, we ran some Facebook ads and we got some SEO and then some guys came in and said 30 leads in 30 days and they were all bad leads and th- it's all tactical, Judge. They're all tactical. I, the reason it works in politics is because we figure out a strategy based on what the voters care about and the politician has alignment. 
And that's the same thing we do for businesses. We go in and we do a monster research project for every one of our clients. I won't work with anybody that doesn't undertake it. And we must find out what their customers really care about our clients. And then once we know that, then we devise a marketing strategy around what they care about, not what the business just wants to talk about. Yeah. I think the, the, the biggest thing there that, you, you know, businesses miss all the time. And I preach this and you said the word alignment, alignment and rhythm. And, and what I find when I come into a company is there's not alignment. I mean, when you think about you, you, you ever watch the show Vikings? on the no. history channel no, I well, it's amazing right i mean so uh, you know visualize these badass vikings and they're rowing these ships right and there's right. hundreds right. of ships yeah. but right. they're aligned and they're in rhythm and so many companies they just miss that right so when you come in and you don't have that alignment and rhythm it creates that phenomenon of being paralyzed because they don't know where that North Star is. They don't know how to make decisions. They don't know how to move forward. They don't know what the offer is, what they do, why they do it, why people want it. And therefore you get that paralyzed feeling. Oh, hundred percent. And, and I understand how that feels because I have a, a an incurable, a rare disease that is incurable uh, and it's a, an esophageal disease and my esophagus doesn't work. It'll never work. Uh, my muscles and, and nerves are dead in my esophagus and I've had 15 minor procedures on it. I've had three major surgeries Wow. and I've, I'm facing a feeding tube for the rest of my life sometime in the next 10 to 15 years. And so the first five years of being diagnosed with this disease, I was paralyzed with fear. I did mm -hmm. nothing. I never even Googled my disease for five years, even though I was given a rare and curable disease diagnosis. Wow. I was at the Mayo Clinic. They were giving me medicine, medications that have long-term dementia effects, but yet they work in the short term. And they patted me on the back and said, your disease is what it is. Wait for the inevitable. Mm. And it was like in that moment, and this is what I tell business owners and I tell friends and things like this, the pain became so great for me, so incredibly overwhelming that I had to say, no, I don't accept this. And what I beg people to do is don't wait until the pain is too big in their business. Well, the, 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 the long story short of this is I decided I was going to cure my disease that had never had a cure before. And I made a, I took a, it was called Peter Diamandis helped me, uh, who you may know is the founder of the X prize. And he, he has this whole moonshot mentality. And so I took a moonshot and said, I'm going to cure the disease in five years. That was two years ago. I wrote an article in ink. It got picked up. I found a few doctors. We built a team around me. And the next thing I know, the ignorance of an entrepreneur is, is beautiful, isn't it? The next oh, thing God. I know, um, I am now about uh, to walk into a first time, first time ever, one man clinical trial at Johns Hopkins University where they will extract stem cells out of my calf muscle and inject them into my esophagus to try to regenerate the nerves and the muscles. It's never been done before and I don't know if it'll work or if it won't work. I just don't know. We'll find out. But the point is, is that I understand how it feels to be paralyzed with fear, right? I, I nobody should have to experience that kind of pain. And part of the, my purpose is that I went through this whole thing and then I said no more. And no more didn't even change my health. It changed my business approach. It changed my marriage. It changed the way I'm a parent. And wow. it changed everything in my life. But the pain had to get too big. 
And what I sometimes get frustrated with business owners is like, this pain is not big. You got to go. This is your moment. And they won't wow. take it. And so I'm, my mission is to try to help those business owners. Yo, Philip, like, and I know this is on audio, but man, I got goosebumps listening to that. I mean, that is so inspirational. And, you know, the, the message there of not giving up and not accepting, right, is, is just, it, and look what you've already accomplished through that, right? I mean, um, man, wow, that is a, it's, you know, at a minimal, it's, it's inspiring, right? I mean, it's just unbelievable, man. I, uh, I, but it, I, I, so thank you. That's very kind. But here's the deal. I wake up probably like you, I wake up every morning. I've never been so excited in my life to wake up every yeah. day. The, the disease is a gift. The disease saved my life. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, for any purpose other than that's the goddamn truth. Yeah. The, the disease focused me and got me on a path of continuous growth. I don't have time to waste time on fools. I don't have time to waste time on businesses that don't want to grow the right way or say, hey, we'd rather just run some tactics. I won't take you as a client if that's the, your approach. I want to grow a strategy. I want to grow with you. I want to make tons of money on a business because I helped them grow first, not because I sold them a bunch of things and then I made right. money and they didn't win. I have a purpose now. And I didn't have that before the disease. I was paralyzed with fear. And so, again, I understand how it feels. And I don't think yeah. anybody should have to experience it. When I think for everybody listening, something you said that's super important is, and, and how good does this make you feel, when you decide to say no, or this is all I do, this is the niche, or this is the inch wide and the mile deep that I play in, by doing that and by taking that stand and by committing and burning the ships, you start to excel, right? By saying no to certain clients and only working with the ones that you know you're going to be successful and they're going to be successful, I bet you, you started your see to your business catapult by doing that. Yeah, and you know how hard it was for about six months when people would come to us and want to throw us money and we said no, like at yeah. the beginning of the process. That's a hard, that's the one question I get more than any others from business owners. Like, well, you, you dig this, you know, hard line in the sand, but what was it like at the beginning? Did you really do that? Well, you know, I didn't always do it. Uh, I would say I probably did it 90% of the time. I drew that line in the sand. Then 10% I went, eh, yeah, we can do that. And every one of those ended up being a disaster. Like they stiffed us. Uh, they wouldn't do the right things. They didn't grow their business. And I just went, ah, you know what? I have a formula that works. You do research, you figure out what the customer wants, you build a good foundation, you test all your messaging, all your creative, and you figure out what works. Then you roll the money into what you know works based on what the data says, and you put a strategy around it. And you know, I, I say this to all the business owners, how many marketing strategies do you wanna run your business, marketing strategic campaigns do you wanna run your business over the next five years? Because most of them have come to me and said they've already run two or three in the last year. Mm -hmm. And I go, well, Chick-fil-A ran the eat more chicken campaign. You know, that one where they have oh, the yeah. cow is like, the, you yeah. know, trying to save the cow's life and all that yeah. stuff. That 25 years, one strategic marketing campaign, mm. 25 years, they got the marketing campaign right. They figured out the strategy. One, the Aflac duck, everybody knows that one. That's 19, we're going on 19 years, one right. marketing strategy, one. How much money do you as a business owner have to spend until you get it right? And so yeah. what I'm trying to do is get a beta, data backed data, that's with the D's and dog, data backed strategy 
that finds out what the customers or clients want and then drive all of your marketing towards that messaging. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I and mean, we do that in politics, Judge. That's all we do. Yeah, yeah it's so true, right? I mean, I, I look at, you know, uh, you hear all the, you know, pundits, you know, saying, you know, what are we going to run on? And it's always one or two them thematics, right? And, you know, typically those thematics, whether it's Republican or Democratic, are the same things for the past hundred years, right? I mean, they've been tweaked, but it's back to that same idea. What's the idea? What's the strategy? And then you build those tactics around it and then you just market the hell out of it, right? I mean, that's, that's really it. It's that simple to an extent. I mean, obviously it's complicated with sure. the buys and how you find them and how you measure and optimize and test. But fundamentally, I'm so aligned with you. Once you understand the right idea and the messaging, right? Or, or, or as you're saying, the strategy, um, why would you change it? If it's working, just totally. expand it and optimize it. Business owners hate marketers. I, I'm convinced of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they look at it as, oh God, these are marketers. My, my job is to eliminate risk for the business owner, not mm. to create risk. Right. Like, so we, we partnered with the largest data collection company in, the, in, the, in America. And we can run a research report basically on anybody's customers, customer base and find out what they think, what they feel, what motivates their decisions, what top flat platforms they're on. We can find out what, what their top values are in life. Mm. And here's, here's how it works. And a, a great story of a client we had. We had a, a client came to us there, $20 million client. And they had spent $1.6 million marketing dollars in the last two years. And they had lost business money in their business. 1.6 million in marketing lost money. Wow. And they said, we can't figure this out. And we said, well, what's your marketing strategy? Well, you know how this is. Sometimes business owners just guess and they guess right, but eventually it runs out of time mm. and runs out. They had run a marketing strategy on strategy for their business on discounts. Everything was on discounts and they had built their company on discounts until they didn't build their company on discounts and they couldn't right. figure out why. So we went in and did this audience insight report for them. And we found out their customer base, the economy had improved. The customers didn't want discounts. That was right. cheap. They weren't buying discounts. They wanted high quality. <gasps> they wanted safe green products. They wanted, you know, what we found was that their customer base, they had like 25,000 customer records that we were able to match. We were able to find that their customer base, most of their customer base bundled services like cable and stuff like that. Well, what that meant was that they looked at discounts as cheap, but they wanted a discount and they looked at bundling as a higher standard. They also were very, uh, very motivated to support businesses that were family owned. That's one of the values we found. This was a family owned business. They had never marketed to it. So their strategy now is we're going to market that it's a family owned business that their products are high standard and green and that they can bundle some of the services they offer because they have the ability to do that. Mm. And we've grown that company by $2 million in the last six months Wow! because they did the data backed research to find out what their customers wanted. And then they told an authentic story. Yeah. You know, so often, and I talk about this, you know, businesses forget about the customer. I see it all the time. They get to a certain size and then they just talk amongst themselves, right? It, it becomes, you know, uh, well, the customer, you know, you forget about the customer, right? And you've got to come back and know the customer, study the customer, understand the competition. What do they want? Seek out that counsel of, are you liking the product? What do you like, don't like? 
how do you change it? And, and people, you know, companies forget about that. I mean, it, it baffles me. How do you forget about the customer and wonder why your business is failing? Yeah, and in, in, in politics, would I go, if I found out that women over 50 are, you know, want um, a safer and cleaner environment, would I go in there and talk about, uh, we want to drill, baby drill for oil? No, my marketing would be about, you know, we want safe homes and clean water for your kids or whatever it is. And, and it's the same thing. It's business. But here's the deal. I get it, too, because business owners are they're so proud of what they created. They're so proud of what they grew. And what at some point, though, just like you said, they go they forget that it's about the customer, not about their pride or their ego. And so what we try to do is find out. I love the business owner, just like I love the politician, but I really love the voter and the customer. I really do. That's what I care about. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. So let's get back to that. I mean, so fascinating. I mean, uh, again, my background here, I mean, we're so aligned. I mean, how sure. you're spitting this and preaching it and pitching it um, is almost, you know, parallel identical um, to my uh, philosophy. So I love it, man. I'm just eating it up. But I got to ask you, and you know, you may not be comfortable or not, which is cool, but um, it said even it. three U.S. presidential victories. Yeah, yeah. So can we have the three? Yeah, yeah. Bush won, uh, Bush in 2000, Bush in 2004, and then uh, we did super PAC work for Donald Trump in 2016. Okay, so then my next question, you know, I'm going to ask, um, do you skew and is it always Republican? Yeah, we are in a, the most disruptive moment in human history. We've sure. seen it in the presidential campaign in 2016, right? That's right. the most disruptive moment that is. Oh my God! In politics. Yeah. And so the the short answer is yes. Uh, ethically, I just I work I work on uh, bipartisan issues. That could be education mm -hmm. issues. That could be energy issues. That could yeah, be yeah. bipartisan. Uh, but on the candidate side, I choose a side. Now. I will tell you, I don't know if that'll exist in 10 years. I think it'll be yeah. more about who you're aligned with. And I don't know if the parties are going to be as, as important. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I am a capitalist. I, there's, I mean, listen, I am a capitalist. Right? That, that is who am I? I? I wave that flag. But I think you're right. I mean, I think Trump changed the game on this. I mean, I think that, you know, moving forward, like you said, in 10 years, uh, and, and even that's where I'm leaning towards, it's more of an issue versus a party. Right. I, I work with a ton of Democrats on the education side. Um, yeah. Do a lot of school choice work, uh, you know, low income, mostly African American inner city, where we're trying to advance education reform in those cities with charter schools and vouchers and things like that. And I work with a lot of the NAACP and, yeah. and a bunch of those groups because we're all fighting for the same issue that we care about. So, you right. know, and the funny thing is, let's go back to the bigger topic. Uh, and this is a great metaphor Donald Trump ran on what? He, he, he ran on, uh, so I want to make sure I get this right. I mean, my, my view well, of Well, his slogan. Yeah, 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 make America great again, right? Okay, Bill what, did, Ball, what was Hillary's slogan? Pardon? What it was Hillary's slogan? It was like, yeah, uh, that, we're with her or something, right? Like, so that's my, that ultimately, that's my point. Yeah. Right? He found alignment with yeah, enough totally. voters to win. Yeah, so Donald Trump, like him or not, um, and you know this better than anybody working on this and helping him actually win, is you know, he's polarizing. And, and I believe in, in business, the minute you go gray, Philip, right, that you lose, right? If you're not a polarizing in 
you know, whatever your offer is, whatever you're selling, if you're not choosing a side and becoming polarizing as a brand, then you're going to lose. You know, people don't want ambiguity. They want a side. At least I, I believe. I mean, do you think that that's, that holds true? Sure. And if, if Trump had been everything to everybody, he never would have won. But he, no, he chose a niche, not. just like a business should choose a niche. What yeah, is my niche in the marketplace? I'm the guy that won political races and transferred that to help grow businesses. That's my niche. I can tell you, there are not many people doing it like me. And that's why I'm doing it because it, I go to where they aren't. And it's the same thing. I tell you, Judge, it's the same thing we preach uh, to, to businesses. Like, stop. Look, everybody's got a phone in front of their face. So every marketer says, you got to go run all these digital ads. And I'm not opposed to digital ads. But the first thing you should do is go build a real relationship and make them an emotional connection with your customer base. Figure out what that is. That is all about messaging. That goes back to the research. Then when you've made that connection, that's when you run your digital marketing campaigns because it reinforces the relationship. If you want to be successful, that's how it works. It works every time. And I don't understand. Everybody's trying to get, take the get rich quick pill. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. No, it, it, it doesn't exist. And furthermore, you know, I want to go back to niche. I'm a, such a firm believer um, in niche. You know, I, I say niche will get you rich. And I talk about this concept going inch wide and a mile deep. And by doing that, and, and, and you know this and you've done it in your businesses, right? You quit competing and start dominating, right? When you're narrow, your processes are easier, your offering, your case study, your results, how you staff, how you scale, everything allows you to, be, to, to move faster. And then when you show up to pitch, you dominate because that's all you do. And so many businesses just can't grasp that concept. Yeah, and we're fascinating. Like my business is a fascinating business. Politics is very fascinating. So for business owners, that's a, that, that, again, that's a status thing that goes back to the reputation. My reputation is built on status and it's also built on the fact that, I'm, that I've built companies, I've helped build companies, I've helped, um, I've helped you know, over a thousand people get elected that's a reputation of success. Oh, huge. Yeah, I love, what do you, just again for the three R's, I, I love those, so the audience has those. Yeah, it's relationship, it's referral, and it's reputation. So, it, and I'm assuming those, those are sequential, right? Or no, well, the, 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 it would be uh, reputation, relationship, referral is the sequential order. Yeah, which, which, which makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, those are, you know, a lot of people are hearing that and going, well, duh, but to do those well, you have to be great at your craft. And, and, right. and when you do those well, you're going to win, right? And I, and I even love the names of your companies, right? Go Big Media and then Win Big Media. Um, which is interesting, though, that the reason I asked about the party, when I'm looking at Go Big Media, you chose blue as your color. But all your, <laughs> the majority of everything else is red, uh, you know, from a, from a party perspective. So uh, that's, uh, that's hilarious. Man. Yeah, well, it's different, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, there you go, man. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. So 200 national TV appearances, uh -huh. right? So I need to talk to you. I need to get off much more TV than uh, I currently am. Right. So, so talk about, I mean, was that driven just because, I mean, if you, you are part of getting Trump elected, I mean, you're a freaking disruptor. So I've got to believe a lot of those 200 national TV appearances is just the, the polarizing politics or like, how'd you get 200 times on TV? 
Yeah, well, it's great. I, I'm, I don't have any publicist that has ever put me on. I literally was in Washington, D.C. in the fall of 2012, and I looked at my associate and I said, I got a lot. I think I've got think something to say about the elections. Mm. I said, you should try to get me on. So we sent a press release out to every TV network saying the former get out the vote director for the Bush campaign in 2004 wants to talk about how the campaign's coming down between Romney and Obama. And I got zero responses. And we went, oh, that didn't work. And then we just started pounding the phones. And then one local TV station said, eh, I guess he can come on. So I came on, but we recorded it. And then we sent that recording out to everybody and said, hey, look, this guy can. So it's all leverage, right? The first year that I did this, I did no national TV. I did, well, except for like the Christian Broadcasting Network. I did uh, Newsmax. I did, I mean, I was the minor leagues and I paid my dues and mm. I learned how to perform on TV. I learned how to study and come up with different ideas to talk about. I did all of that. And then I had a chance to go on Fox News one night about a year later and it was my big audition and it went well. And once you do well, those bookers, they are lazy enough that they'll go, we'll have you back every time. Yeah. That led to me doing Fox Business with Maria <laughs> Bartiromo uh, dozens of times. I once co-hosted with her for an hour on Fox Business. It was the craziest hour I've ever had. I've, you know, I've bet, done awesome. two hours of live TV on MSNBC, of course, where it's like three Democrats versus me, which yeah. was the most fun thing I've ever done. And then the coolest thing is I got to start going on ESPN and talking about the presidential 16, 2016 presidential campaign on ESPN, I did it for a year. Yeah, and then awesome. that, yeah, and then I was able to write the book and then use all those relationships to go promote the book, which had mm. nothing to do with political campaigns or issues or policy. And so it's just a matter of just taking one thing. Paying it's back to your three R's. That's right. That's I mean, right. that's, that's, that's what it is. Leverage, right? Leverage. Yeah. In leverage. And so, so I think for the audience listening, right, getting back to this, you know, having a provocative view or being polarizing, my assumption, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, when you had that opportunity on Fox or whatever, you were provocative. I mean, I'm assuming you, you picked a side in the sense of whatever your topic oh, yeah. was, right? Yeah. I mean, right. I, mean, I would take CNN approached me and said, they, we're interested in a contract with you, right? Because all these other appearances are free. You just go on and yeah. it's free marketing, free publicity. And I said, oh, yeah, CNN, I'd love, love a contract with you guys. Sure. And they said, well, you've got to be 100% all in on Donald Trump. And I went, well, if I, I'm going to call balls and strikes. If I don't see something I like, I'm going to be honest about it. No, 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 no. you got to be 100% all in on Trump. And I went, well, then that's not going to work for me. So I have to be honest with it. Right. And, you know, and then well, the well, that's book. funny. I mean, so listen to that, you know, uh, and I'm not putting you on, you know, on the record here or not, but just based on that, that almost verifies Donald's play on fake news, right? <laughs> like, you know, there's a lot of truth. You know, there has to be, right? I yeah. mean, you yeah. you look at ratings and people. I mean, sure, I, they're making a lot of me, money. It's tough for me to watch the news, right? Because everything is polarizing negative, right? So whether it's you know, this little kid got shot, this woman got raped, uh, we're all going to die from the hurricane, right. uh, Trump's going to, you know, crash the stock market, I mean, everything. Yeah. But yeah. as human beings, we, for some sick, twisted way, we gravitate towards that, right? And the media yeah. knows they can make money from it, and so sure. everything and is about, about our, Think about our political ads, how, how we oh, scare the sure. shit out of people. I mean, people. it's like, uh, 
you know, it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, but why do we do it? Yeah. To, to, to drive votes to, to, yeah, it works. Yeah, it does. Of course. <laughs> and yeah. so what I, you know, one of the things I talk about in the book is how businesses can use that comparative ad strategy in a, in a way that completely dominates their market and gives them massive growth and doesn't offend one customer. So I'll give you an example. Uh, the best marketing campaign I saw in 2018 was Burger King in the last month of December. Did you see this one cent Whopper thing they did? Uh, no, I must. Okay, so let me tell you, it's an amazing story. So they offered a one cent Whopper. First of all, boom, connection built. Emotional yeah. connection. I get a free burger. Sure. Second, they said in order to get the free Whopper, you had to download their app and order it on their app. Boom. Now Audience, boom. data, users. Yep. They've just collected the data data of millions of people. How brilliant is that for literally, you know, it's Sent. for basically like, the marketing campaign. Yeah. So then in order to get the Whopper, they had to open the app in a McDonald's across the street from a oh, Burger King Perfect. and order it. So now see what I'm saying? <laughs> they went negative on McDonald's, but is anybody offended by this? No, no, except yeah. maybe McDonald's, McDonald's executives. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And now they go, now you, now there were, I think I counted it was, we, we assessed it was around eight figures and free earned media for Burger King where they annihilate every story annihilated McDonald's. They, the news media wrote the story about how McDonald's was getting punked. How yeah. great is that? It's, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. They collected the data. They built a connection. They gave out free burgers. Like it is my favorite marketing campaign. They did it for eight days. They got millions in free advertising. They got collected millions of data points. Uh, I wrote about it. I, I write on, you know, just on Medium every couple of weeks. And you could do, you know, for my subscribers. And I wrote about it and somebody reached out and said, oh my God, I can't believe you wrote about this. We just did this two days ago with my son. Like wow. we went into McDonald's and ordered our Whopper and went over there and picked it up. We thought that would be really cool. And I'm like, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating, right? I mean, what a, what a great campaign. Uh, I got to go back and look. I'm shocked I missed that one. So I was probably just not wanting to watch anything political at that time. Totally. Funny. So uh, let's, let's talk about where people, you know, I could, I could talk to you for hours and I hope we continue <laughs> this relationship, man. I think yeah, uh, man, I love that. I, uh, you know, this, this would be, this would be a lot of fun. So as far as people, so one, you know, I'm going to get the book. I didn't have time, but I'm going to buy it on Amazon after this. I'll, so, I'll mail you a book. You don't need to buy okay, it. Okay. So I'll mail you my book. You mail me yours. We'll do the whole that whole book trade awesome. thing. Yep. So um, fire them now. The seven lies digital marketers sell and the truth about political strategies that help win business. So my rant on that being a um, multi digital agency owner, um, growing them, um, you know, to your, to your size and bigger and flipping them. You know, I, I am so aligned with that. I mean, agencies sit there and talk to themselves. They lose sight about the customers. Uh, they, they lie essentially about the stuff that they can do. And, you know, they're not focusing on results. You know, I, uh, I help a lot of people with packaging and positioning and you go to any marketing and you've done a great job with it. Right. But everybody is talking about just bullshit, right? The customer wants results. The customer wants transparency and the customer wants an outcome right? <laughs> and agencies just don't talk about it. So if you're owning an agency out there or you're a brand, go check this book out, fire them now. Can't by the way, I went negative on marketing agencies. 
No, you have right. to. That's, that's the polarizing thing, right? I love it. Yeah, you, you have to. You know, I even go to the fact that, and you haven't read it on your site. I'm not, you know, looking at it. Yeah. You know, I banned the word agency, right? From an enterprise value, it devalues you because there's this negative connotation mm -hmm. um, with agency, right? Sure. So, you know, I think even getting rid of that vernacular or nomenclature is, is important. So the other thing, so if you have any sort of political campaign, anything going on, check out GoBigMedia.com, which is a great name. I love it. As well as on the corporate side, if you want to win in this game of digital, specifically media, go to WinBigMedia.com. Um, is there anything else you want to plug that I may have missed? Yeah, no, I listen for any business owner out there, if they are confused by the marketing game, if they want to know what they're doing right, what they can improve, or they think a marketing agency is taking advantage of them, we created uh, for extra value, it's called a free five minute marketing audit. You can find it at, at my website, which is philipstutz.com backslash audit. And it takes five minutes, you fill out your publicly available digital footprint. My team will spend two to three business days pouring over all your marketing from what we can tell digital, you know, publicly online. And then we'll put a three page report together. We'll tell you what you're, what's working, what you can improve, uh, what's not working. And then we'll do a 30 minute consultation when we deliver that report to you. We'll do a free 30 minute consultation. And look, if people want to work with us after that, only after I've proven value, that's great. If they don't, that's good too. I'm good pro providing value and, and people improving their lives. That's, that's really what I want to do. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I, I used to do something very similar, right? I mean, I, what, what I think, and this is broad, not just for agencies, but for businesses and entrepreneurs, people want you to invest in them. So if you're going to give a pitch or a presentation <clears throat> and the whole fucking deck is about you, like, you've lost. Right. I mean, the customer wants to understand or the prospect at this point wants to know that you've invested in them, that you're going to help them, that you're going to move the ball on their business, that you understand the competitors and that you're here to serve them. Right. I mean, so many businesses forget about that. Right. And I love that you don't. I mean, it sounds like you're as a customer centric approach. You're going to provide value. And my assumption is your win rate's pretty high our growth rate for companies is extremely high and and on the audit itself we've done over 300 in the last year um and i have been on about 285 of those consultation calls so most likely you will get me on the consultation call for me it is the most fun thing i do because i get to learn about you know how many businesses i've learned about in the last year oh yeah dude yeah <laughs> i've learned from instagram influencers to people that like are like make music for a living, like they're band members, right. to uh, investment bankers, to pest control companies, um, to, I mean, literally from farmers, like you'd be, cr it's crazy how many industries we've helped. And some of them hired us, some of them didn't, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but that's been a lot of fun. So uh, it, it's a free offer for anybody that's interested. Awesome. Well, man, this, uh, seriously, I've done a lot of these and this has got to be in the, the, the top two or three, um, I've done, I've really enjoyed this. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, you know, just, just awesome. So anyhow, that's where to get Philip. Um, as always hit me at judge Graham as almost all my social channels or at judge Graham business. If you haven't got my new hot book, scalewithspeed.com, go get it. 
Philip, where's the best place for people to get in touch with you? Uh, philipstutz.com. You can contact me directly there and it uh, has all my socials and all the all my brand stuff too. Okay, cool. And then once uh, this gets posted, I'll drop all, all those contacts. All right, brother, man, it has been awesome.